And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the latest crop reports as farmers made limited harvest progress during the past week. Agri-News is brought to you by the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results, online at mcdougallauction.com. Saskatchewan farmers made slow harvest progress during the past week due to cool, wet weather. Provincial crops analyst Shannon Friesen says harvest is still ahead of the five-year average. Well, we did have a very wet and very cool week, so certainly harvest progress has been a little bit delayed. At the moment, 78% of the crop is now in the bin, uh, which is up slightly from 75% last week, but does remain well ahead of the five-year average of about 74%. And by region, what kind of progress? Well, of course, the southwestern region uh, is the furthest advanced. They have 92% of the crop now in the bin. The southeast region follows with 88%. The west central region with 81%. East central now has 77% of the crop combined. The northeast region has 53%. And the northwest has 48%. What are the couple of main crops that already are in the bin? Well, certainly the bulk of the peas and the lentils have now been in the bin, as well as the winter cereals. Uh, But in addition, 94% of the mustard, 91% of the durum, 84% of the barley, 77% of the spring wheat, 68% of the canola and oats, 37% of the flax, and 18% of the soybeans have now been combined. Who got rain this past week and how much? A little bit of rain everywhere. Uh, Certainly the bulk of that was in the north. The Debden and Hafford areas did report about 36 millimeters. But for the most part, we had scattered showers ranging from trace amounts all the way up to that 36 millimeters. So the northern areas need dry weather now for harvest? They do, yes. Uh, Things have been quite delayed there now for at least a week, even 10 days, for some producers up there. In fact, the northeast region didn't even gain 1% in harvest progress last week. So they are in need of some warm, dry, and hopefully some windy weather as well to help things dry down. What's the topsoil moisture rating? Well, at the moment, things have improved slightly for us. So topsoil moisture on cropland is rated as 29% adequate, 36% short, and 35% very short. On hayland and pasture, it is 22% adequate, 34% short, and 44% very short. How are yields and grades? Yields, you know, are all over the place. Certainly, we've had many reports, especially coming from the south part of the province, of yields being maybe 50% less, even 75% less than what they would typically expect. However, we've also heard reports that yields have been average to slightly above average in other areas of the province. Hopefully, overall, things are about average for us. Certainly, in terms of quality, uh, we've had the best quality we've had for a number of years. There's been minimal issues with disease and with weathering, although we are now hearing reports coming from the north uh, that some of those unharvested acres are now sprouting, and there may be some bleaching as well. But crops have certainly been affected by the dry weather. They have, yes. The long time of hot and dry conditions really took a toll on a production this year for us. In particular, those canola crops, of course, they were in full flowering during the hottest part of the season. Soybean crops have been very slow to mature, and we've heard many reports of reduced yields and even that the pods didn't quite fill all the way. Lentils and cereals ran out of moisture as well. Uh, We've had reduced protein content, lighter bushel weights, and things like that. What are the main causes of crop loss this past week? Well, this past week, the major causes of crop damage were wildlife, strong winds, some frost, and, of course, the lack of moisture. 
What kind of wildlife? Wildlife ranging from deer and elk and caribou, we've heard, uh, blackbirds, geese, waterfowl, a little bit of everything out there, uh, certainly chewing on some of those swath crops. When do you see harvest wrapping up? You know, hopefully soon. Um, I think we all have last year in the back of our minds, but ideally the weather would improve for us and we can be back out into the field, but likely not for another couple of weeks. There were some contacts again with power lines, farm machinery? That's right. Uh, Last week there were four uh, contacts with the power lines, which brings up the total in September to 21. So we do like to remind producers to be safe out there and make sure that you're being cautious when working around power lines. Shannon Friesen compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered top equipment on the market. And brought to you by Markison, New Holland, east of Regina at Emerald Park. Visit Markison.com. A new organic food company from Minneapolis has set up shop in Saskatchewan. Pipeline Foods has acquired grain elevators in Wapella and Gull Lake. Pipeline Foods Chief Executive Eric Jackson says the eight-month-old company is developing a supply chain for the non-GMO and organic food industry. Jackson says Pipeline Foods has raised a significant amount of capital and plans to invest between $300 and $500 million over the next three to five years. He says Saskatchewan is key to the company's plans. Saskatchewan is really the heart of the um, organic grains business in Canada. Um, there's a long history there. One of our, one of our my partners here at Pipeline Foods, his family's been farming organically in that in that area for 25 years. So there's there's a long long tradition of organic uh, growers in that neck of the woods. And our in order for us to do our job, we need to put assets in the communities which are uh, supporting organic agriculture. So Wapella and Gull Lake represent uh, two. Two areas. We will likely have additional um, infrastructure in Saskatchewan. We're also looking at Manitoba and Alberta as well. It's kind of a crescent from a crescent along the U.S. border and then kind of up into the Peace River Valley. It seems to be the most uh, the most logical place for us to put boots on the ground in those neighborhoods. For Wapella, Jackson says some modifications are being undertaken. The elevator has been out of commercial service for over 15 years and has to be reconnected to the CP tracks. Commercially, it was in mothballed. It, it, it was being used as farm-based storage. You know, this is another very interesting feature of our, of our timing in terms of standing pipeline foods up. Is that the conventional? There's a lot of conventional assets that really aren't bringing value to the marketplace. So they're either, you know, using your term, they're either mothballed or maybe a farmer owns them and they're not they're being underutilized so it's a it's a good time to be a buyer if you will of these assets and we don't require any new technology so we can use those conventional assets we simply you know have controls on our program in terms of identity preservation and assurance so we can run those assets and run them profitably uh, in these in these particular communities but yes that that particular facility had been disconnected from the railroad and was simply being used as farmer storage. And we, we are reconnecting it to the railroad and turning it back on again. Jackson says cleaning and grading will be done at the local elevator so dockage is not hauled long distance by truck. He says rail movement of grain is more efficient. We're smoothing out this, this uh, supply chain that really, the problem up to this point is people haven't invested in the infrastructure necessary to support good economics. And when you change those economics, two things happen. First of all, we can afford to pay the, the growers more. And second of all, we can afford to charge the the, uh, the food companies less. So we're we're bringing rational economics to this market, which 
which up until this point hasn't had it because it's been, you need assets to be able to do those sorts of things. Jackson says it takes three years for a farm to become organic, but prices are generally twice as high as conventional crops with lower costs. Jackson says Pipeline Foods will store, screen, and blend several varieties of organic grains at the Wapella and Gold Lake elevators. He says Pipeline Foods is actively buying most organic grain like wheat, pulses, and oats. So you usually have five to seven crops in a row in an organic rotation, whereas you may only have two or three in a conventional rotation. Um, we've been focused on the predominant crops in the region, so we're, we're uh, involved in wheat, oats, barley, rye, canola, all the pulses, all the peas, beans, and lentils. Um, those have been the primary crops coming out of, out of Canada in particular because they're well-suited to the climate and the growing season, and uh, you know, growers have figured out how to use all those crops in rotation. Eric Jackson is the CEO of Pipeline Foods of Minneapolis. A farmer in northeast Saskatchewan says in an ocean of drought, his area is a drowning island. Spencer Maxwell farms in the Carrot River area in the northeast corner of the Grain Belt, about 380 kilometers northeast of Regina. He says it was so wet this year north of Carrot River that he has only two and a half quarters of crop to harvest. I'd say generally around Carrot River, everybody kind of got about 70% in. North of Carrot River towards Tobin Lake where we are, it was more around 40% or so. And personally on our farm, we got just over 20% of our acres in and half of them never even came out of the ground. So we're looking at a 13% harvest of our acres this year. Maxwell says they didn't start seeding until the first week of June and they decided to go with oats due to its shorter growing season. That crop is still not quite ready to combine. We sprayed them at the end of last week, I guess, and we went and looked. It's It's been cool weather and we've been kind of getting... Not rainy days, but not drying days, so it hasn't quite kicked in yet. We're thinking maybe maybe if we're lucky next week, but the forecast isn't looking that great for us. Maxwell used the opportunity to seed some of the fallow land to winter wheat. We put a couple quarters of winter wheat in, and we put them on some of our wetter quarters that were this spring, just because we figured that if uh, we had crop that was established on some of those quarters, well, then we maybe would have a chance at working on drier ground if it was another wet spring. And so far they look pretty good, but we're battling with geese right now because there's so much black dirt around our area that the geese are pinpointing on it and landing. Maxwell estimates about 60% of the crop has been harvested in the Carrot River region. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson, Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market Update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra this morning were mixed in early trading. Canola fell a dollar sixty at four fifty seven fifty four. Oats rose fifty three cents at one thirty six eighty three. Number one red spring wheat dropped a dollar fifty seven at two thirty five twenty two. The rest were all unchanged. Durham two sixty seven sixty two. Feed barley one fifty one twenty nine. Flax four thirty nine twenty five. Yellow peas two sixty seven fifty four. And feed wheat. 
On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, December spring wheat is down two and a half cents at six forty-seven and a quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. Hi, this is Brady Olson at the Assiniboia Livestock Auction with the market report for September 27th. Weyburn did not have a sale this week because it was Assiniboia's turn as our heiferette sold from a dollar to a dollar twenty-five a pound. D1 and D2 cows sold from 75 cents to 85. D3 cows sold from 65 to 75, and our slaughter bulls from 90 cents to a dollar seven. For any more market information, give me Brady Olson a call at the Cinnaboy Livestock Auction, 642-5358. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,800 hogs Wednesday, selling a range of 108 to 130 per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,000 heads, selling a range of 108 to 129 per ckg. Ham's cash hog price today is steady, and forward contract prices opened down this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was down 27 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2412. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 80.3 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets have leveled out in the middle of the week, with the Midwest regions trading near $47.5 per hundredweight U.S., approximately 6% lower than what the cash market was trading at this time last year. Pork product prices are also dropping, but have maintained a large spread over the cash hog prices, leaving packers with gross operating margins of around $50 US per hog. Altogether, the three new slaughter facilities are currently adding an estimated 10,000 hogs per day to the daily kill, which should help producers stay current with their marketings. However, the addition of the new plants is yet to substantially narrow the spread between pork and hog prices, which would benefit independent hog producers. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestrop, specializing in 6-inch eavesdrops for farm buildings and shops. Online at prairieeavestrop.ca. The 620 CKRM Farm Weather forecast for today, sunny skies and a high of 20 degrees. Clear tonight, wind southeast 20, the low 4. Tomorrow, sunny, wind southeast 30, gusting to 50, and a high of 22, the low 8. Saturday, cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high 21, the low 10. Sunday, showers, the high 15, the low 8. Monday, cloudy, 40% chance of showers, the high 10, the low plus 1. Tuesday, a mix of sun and cloud, the high 6, the low minus 2. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high near 7. The normal high is 16, the normal low is plus 1. The sun rose at 654 this morning, it sets at 644 tonight. Around the province, we have Estevan at 20, Saskatoon 17, Swift Current and Weyburn both 19, Yorkton is 16. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, it's 19, that's 66 Fahrenheit. Northeast at 4, humidity 40%, the barometer rising 102.6. Sunny and Moose Jaw 19, winds are from the north, northeast at 4. Once again, Regina partly cloudy, it's 19, that's 66 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.